Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for March 2nd of 2018. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Walsh from HockeyHeads.com. Today is Friday in the United States and still in Australia, yes, for a half an hour more. Correct. So Monday was the trade deadline for both of us. Parts of it, I guess. <laughs> it was it, look. It was four a.m. in the morning on Tuesday when it all wrapped up. All right. Okay. <laughs> so a little bit got there. <laughs> um, so we're gonna go back and talk about some of the major moves, and I liked some of them, and some of them, as with any other year, you know, kind of make <laughs> you wonder how the hell people get jobs, but. Um, lots of interesting names talked about and moved. So that is always interesting. Even sometimes when players don't move, like namely Eric Carlson, it really drives <laughs> up uh, the interest of the trade deadline. You you do get there and wonder at times whether the Eric Carlson talk is just the media trying to create interest. But I, you know... I don't know about you, but I legitimately thought he was he was going to move because that's this deadline was when Ottawa were going to get the most for him, and the fact that they tried to attach Bobby Ryan to it killed all of that, as far as I can garner from everything I've read, everything I've listened to, and it's like that's not a Dorian thing, that's an owner thing, and we've discussed Melnick on this podcast before. Yeah. Um... They're poorly run, and he's taking on more responsibilities other than signing the paychecks. So yeah, he's president and all that sort of stuff now because they keep they seemingly keep rolling through them left, right, and center. They, <laughs> oh him, I should say him. You're exactly right. Him gave an extension to his yes man. So you know, not a great situation if you're an Ottawa Senators fan because one, you're losing probably one of the best defensemen of all time and then you can't even be guaranteed that what you get back is going to help you See, because I th- I he's dead set on this bobby ryan thing and, and the bigger point i think you made then is maybe one of the best of all time i don't think that's highlighted enough for what eric carlson is has been and will be what is he 28 or will be 28 at the end of this season I think he just so, got 0. 0.600, did he? Yeah. Or and, something like that? And 500 and... He, I don't know. He's, he's up there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good. Either way, he's he's awesome. And you, you sit there and look at it, and I know we, we know aging curves in the NHL are um, <clears throat> primes of players are younger, but defensemen still age, still hit their peak a little later than forwards. and. Well, the other thing to remember is when we talk about peaks, it's all it it it's the same aging curve pretty much for everybody. But when the group regression from the age starts, guys like Carlson, like it's still great. <laughs> so it's not it's a no big cliff. Deal. Correct. It's no cliff. Yeah, I I get what you're saying there, and and that's probably the thing for me. Whoever gets him is not going to get pre-broken foot last year. Eric Carlson, but the Eric Carlson they are going to get is still going to be better than 95% of the defensemen out there in the league. So he's still a great, 
yeah, if you want to go that high, I, I was trying to give a little bit of flexibility in wiggle room. There's not much but, there, though. I don't know who these the, uh, defensemen are. Because when we're evaluating these players, it's always tough to completely strip away team effects. And he's, well, he's not on a good team yet. Here he yeah, is. Yeah, it's going backwards real quick. And, and real going quick. to the conference finals does not um, change the fact they weren't good then either. Well, that's I suppose that's the thing that frustrates me the most about this particular team is that I think we said at the last podcast when it came to the Brassard trade, they overvalued what they were. They didn't, and we only have basic analytic stats to look at. And you could see they were they were playing above their weight from a couple of players, you know, having great seasons. And Are you talking Zabina Jad one? Zabina Jad like when they and... when they acquired Brassard. Yeah. Not when they traded but... him away already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. But like Craig Anderson. But that Craig was another Early. money trade, though. It, they didn't it, want to give exactly. Zabina Jad his extension. Look, they need, they need two things to happen. They need to move to the centre of Ottawa and they need the owner to change and things might be better for Ottawa. But they have these weird runs where they go from being terrible to suddenly they're, you know, an overtime win away from making the Stanley Cup Finals. So it's all, you know, it's, it's hard. That was a situation where everything fell their way. The Atlantic Division sucked. Yeah, but they still have to make the most of it, and they did. I mean, you got to give them credit. No, no, credit understood. Like, They're, yeah, it's okay for to have those Cinderella stories, and that's what that was. One goal away from even more so, but yeah. you know, at the same time, it's okay to live in the moment and enjoy it. But when you have to plan like in July, forward, yeah. ask what really happened. You know, you can't lie to yourself. And that's that's where Ottawa have failed. And I, I will even narrow it down even further. That's where Melnick fails. He gets caught up in the moment, then goes, right, we're going to be good. And I think Dorian, because Brian Murray dealt with this as well, um, dealt with an owner that, that thinks he knows better. And that's, that's just a recipe for disaster. Any owner that gets really involved is I, I think a bad a bad thing for hockey yeah and even like a mario lemieux who's like you know <laughs> his play as a player speaks for itself as far as that kind of thing and even he's like nope i'm you guys make the calls i hire you I reckon you do he, it i reckon he's had moments where he tried to meddle and it went wrong and that was a lesson learned early I don't think he meddles. I think that Cheryl Bilesma stuff came to a head and he had to step in and ultimately be like, okay, this is enough. But once the hires are made, I don't think he's... I, I think I the extent know. of his meddling was sending a text message before the 9 Game 7. <laughs> See you at center ice. That, that's been the well, extent of his meddling. That one works. But I, it's funny. You hear that and you go... I don't doubt that, but there were certain players that were signed and stuff like that for you go. That worked in his era. And Shiro sort of wasn't pointing down that footpath. And then all of a sudden he was. And that's where I think Mario lent on 
management. That's that's just my opinion. He worked out pretty quickly that that's wrong and then bailed out. And I think he's let management do what they want from this point forward. Well, well I guess you're right. I can't speak in total knowledge because I don't have it. Uh, let's just put it this way. If he did, he does it on the stealth. Very much so on the stealth. But So does, does Carlson, because obviously we were talking about Carlson, does he go at the draft? I would hate, well, okay, so it's, wow, you'd like, if you're Carlson, you'd probably like this to amend itself quicker than not. Um, but you look at the Matt Duchesne situation (laughs) and every like trade deadline and draft that popped up, you're like, well, they got to do it. And it turned out that, nope, (laughs) they're going to wait. And eventually they got an okay haul for him. Yeah. Which by the way, Matt Duchesne is a Senator. Let's, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that. No, I was. The Senators are all over the fucking place. With their roster moves. Like, they are going all in and... All out, all at once. All in and all out. It's ridiculous. Like, think about the Duchesne trade. It's like half a year ago. And they're trading futures. And now they're bailing. Hey, I'm I'm all for general managers admitting they got it wrong. And then correcting the mistake. Yeah, but you can't but the, uncorrect yeah. the, the futures mistake when you go all in on like the hottest uh, trade commodity a, at the time. Yep, I totally agree. Matt Duchesne's just got to be like, what the fuck? Hey, and he's been good since he got there too. He had a little bit of a rough start. But, yeah. You know, he's he's been as advertised. He's been as good as you would want him to be. The team around him is terrible though. He will not re-sign there. That's just how it works. Yeah, and the only way to get him to would be to overpay, and you know that's kind of off the table there. And that kind of defeats the Bobby purpose Bryan. of signing. <laughs> no, but that Excuse was a me. few years ago. I remember writing a piece the day he was signed. I'm like, this is awful on day one, and it hasn't even started yet. Mm. So yeah, I have internet documentation of this take. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy to see. The regression had Excuse already me. started. The contract hadn't even kicked in yet. And it goes forever, and it's $7 million, And it just was bad from day one. Not trading for him necessarily. Although losing Silverberg long-term for Ryan, I don't... One for one, I don't even think that works out, let alone given a, a first up. The excuse me. The thing though was that giving up those assets you just discussed, they were always going to have to sign him. There was no way that Murray could not sign him. It was oh no, understood. But yeah, and I think Bobby. You have to ask yourself before you even get into that trade. What are we doing here? Well, for starters, you're not trading away Silverberg, so. Or trading I, I, for him. <laughs> yeah, yes, trading for Like, I can understand exactly why Anaheim jumped all over that deal. Makes absolutely perfect sense. But 
you know, Ottawa didn't want to, you know, divvy up for Silverberg, and they ended up divvying up far too much for a forward that was always going to decline. I like Bobby Ryan, but he was never going to live up. Had a good run. He did, but he was never going to live up to that contract at that time of his career. And it goes back to the contract structures in the NHL. Mm-hmm. You trade for Bobby Ryan at the time and place in his career, you aren't going to get value. He wants his payday. His best years are done. Where's the value? This shouldn't be difficult. I do think teams are starting to realize that a little bit more. Yeah, but while you're ahead of that curve, when you know, like when you're those those teams, you got to take advantage of those other teams. You have to. Correct. So, I guess Vegas was pretty. I know Tampa gets thrown around a lot with the Carlson stuff, and boy, that you know, that would have been not good for. Well, it would have been fun to watch, to be honest. Yeah, but it wouldn't been good for anybody else in the East <laughs> or the West. <laughs> well, imagine being able to put Hedman on one pairing, and you could put Strollman with him, and those two are a dynamite. And then you go, oh, we'll just roll Carlson out as our second pairing defenseman. Like, that's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to, um, what is it, the Biscuits podcast? Oh, why don't I listen to that one? Um, with Down Goes Brown and, and Dave Lozo. And, and they oh, I, like, really? they like Hey, hey whoa, 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 roll back a second. Lozo's got a, another podcast? Yeah. Alrighty. I. <laughs> I enjoy both of them. Uh, I'm being the big part of it. <laughs> Lozo is great. <laughs> Sorry, keep going, uh, keep going, keep going. Um, and I forget if it was Sean or, or Dave that made the point. It might have been Sean. Brought up the Ducks from 07 and how they split Niedermeyer and Pronger. Played them a yeah, half an hour each. Absolutely. Good luck. That, that's just brilliant. The forwards for Tampa are... Just as good, if not better, than Anaheim. And Anaheim had some talent up front because I actually went to two playoff games against Vancouver in Anaheim during what that. What were you doing over run. on the West Coast? And wow, ah, my dad had a, a work thing in Long Beach, and uh, so we went to a couple couple games. And uh, Rory Fitzpatrick oh, was cool. on the Canucks then, so we had a That's Rochester awesome. connection. Um. Uh, man, Ooh. that team was good. First line was Kunitz, McDonald, and Solani, <laughs> and then it was the Getzlaff, Perry, Penner line, and then it was Paulson, Niedermeyer, and Moen. I think that sounds about right. Line. Yep. And um, Pronger played with Sean McDonald, was it? He, Who wasn't that good? But Chris so Pronger that... was, and Niedermeyer played with Boschman. And those top two pairings just played forever. I just... There was a triple overtime game, and I think I looked down like three or four times when Niedermeyer or Pronger were not I out just, there. like, the way you said it that crazy. was like, that's the point proven. Pronger played with who? It didn't matter. And, and same with Niedermeyer. Yeah. Didn't matter. Like, if you've got those two... Well, Boschman... No, 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 Bosch, you're right. Boschman, yeah. you know, at that time of his career... Definitely. Back but then. It, it, it proves your point. Joe DePenta was the, the bottom pairing guy. Was, I don't even remember who the other one was. Oh, I think, was it? No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. Gil didn't Couldn't. play for Anaheim at that time. 
Sean McDonald or whatever was the hell Gillish, <laughs> hell Gillish dude. dude. Oh, that's just funny. Anyways, Tampa would have been really fun. And their defense core is actually better, even with Girardi on there. Than well, the look who they just picked up anyway. And we'll, we'll get to this We'll get to this Very earlier on. Like, later on, I mean. But they got Ryan McDonough. Oh, yeah. Like, that's... Duh. I, I was just thinking of, like... Correct. No, no, that's exactly right. But, but but McDonough doesn't exist. No, no, I know. And to be honest, Carlson's the ultimate upgrade, but Ryan McDonough is a great second process deal. Oh, yeah. And, um, all right, so we can transition from... Uh, Carlson can lead into um, McDonough, and then we can do a little bit on the Rangers. So, no problem with what Tampa I, I have... That's a great trade for them. McDonough has great value. I think he's not quite the player he was a few years back. But again, as I spoke about earlier with Carlson, really tough to separate the team effects, especially this year with the Rangers, especially since for whatever... Oh, Yeah, are you going to say what I think you're going to say? I think you are. Yeah, I I really hope he doesn't have to play with Girardi again. <laughs> I would, I'm just like, oh, he finally gets... Oh, fuck. See, I, I was sitting there going, let me say, let me... Damn it, he got there first. <laughs> nope. No, you so. didn't forget. It just took you a little while to remember. Don't play him with Dan fucking Girardi, for love of God. Or don't well, play Dan you see, Girardi this is, at all. This is the thing. Stevie Eisenman gets, you know, written up like he's a brand GM, but good GMs still make mistakes. And the Girardi thing prior to obviously this this particular trade to get Roma Dunna was an error. And the best way to hide an error is to, to put that error with a good player. He probably will play with Girardi to begin with. Whether or not they keep it that way, but yeah. You probably how might. much does that suck? You finally get rid of him. Oh I gotta go play with him again. And then the and then the team falls apart around yeah. you anyways. Some people will probably say it's because Girardi left, but <laughs> those people live in Edmonton, <laughs> who cares? I kind of feel for Henrik Lundqvist, to be yeah. honest. Like, I'm a Penguins fan, through and through, right? I do and I don't. Like, I don't... I, I'm going to take him at face value and say he wants the right... He does. No, no, no. And I give him credit for that. But he cannot, at the end of his career, say that he wished he'd gone for a Stanley Cup because... That's in his hands. If he'd asked to get traded, they'd trade him. You know what, though? He yeah. has a fallback. The, the gold medal oh, it is. is legit. No, 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 it absolutely is. I'm not going to take that away. So, and being, that's a kind of stereotype, but for, for European. Oh, that's massive. That, yeah, you, you're right. In Europe, I believe that was the when it was in Italy. Uh, and all NHL players, legitimate Beating Finland, no less, like yeah. their neighboring country. Um, and, and with probably some of the heroes of his day, Sweden, I'm sure Alfredson was on that Sedin. team. Forsberg, probably. Oh, you have to even. assume so. I, I don't want to assume because Forsberg's foot would like break in half any given day, unfortunately. But... He's got that fallback to where the cup isn't quite 
You say no a I, legacy mm. thing. Even though the even though cup stuff's dumb anyways for a legacy, given how oh, the no, sport this is, is and... for, for me, it doesn't destroy his legacy whatsoever. It's just one of those things where, as a player, you go into every season, particularly a player like Lundqvist, wanting to win, and you know his team pulled the plug. Well, his management pulled the plug on his team. That was they still were slash still are possible to make the last spot in the East. Yeah, but there, some of this, I, I can appreciate some of what they're doing, because teams like Buffalo and Vancouver stuck in a middle ground for oh, so yeah. long, and the Rangers are yeah, but trying. They've to get got ahead Henry Clunquist. But they're no, but it's going to be the devil situation for them if they don't move Lundqvist where Schneider. Correct. Is That's my point. To... They've got Henrik Lundqvist. He's going to kill them. It, furthermore, the Devils weren't. Were they the odds-on favorite for the number one pick last year? I think they kind of. Stole yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, they right? stole it. They they got it from a higher. Yeah. So that that wasn't a tank job in the classic. Oh no that. That they, wasn't they an Edmonton ball, Buffalo right? situation. No, not at all. Okay. So here's what doesn't make sense. And it's kind of like Ottawa and, and where what are you trying to do here? Because what did they do in the off season? They did a big thing. Right, I've had a couple of scotches. What'd they do? On defense, they, they oh. signed like the top free agent yeah, defenseman. They signed Shattenkirk, much like Ottawa traded for Duchesne, and then less than a half year later, they're selling yeah, parts. Notice that the part they're selling off is the part they can't move. You were never going to get to move Shattenkirk. I'm assuming Shattenkirk's deal's got a stack load of goddamn no. No, no. What I'm saying is, what? How could you be? How can you not plan ahead one season? You're you're all in on the top free agent, and then you're. Selling off no, 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 I get that. My, my point being is that um, a lot of the a lot of the problems. I mean, I get Grabner and Nash; they're pending UFAs. That you know, I get it. But McDonough's still got another year. If he's under five million. Yeah, but you're gonna get more back for him now with two playoff runs than than one. They didn't. Did they really get anything back for him though? That trade was strange. Well, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't think, I don't think you think it wrong. They got J, the Tampa got JT Miller. Yeah, correct. In that too. Which I wouldn't scoff at. Yeah. Because Elaine Vigneault stinks. He does. If you talk to JT Miller, person, yeah. He has yep. no ability. He has no ability to coach anybody under the age of eighty. <laughs> in hockey years. I like that. You know, you're wrong. Look, you're right. You can make the argument that that Stevie Y got there with his group and said, okay, we want Madonna. JT Miller's a great throw-in. And I'm... We want Carlson, but yeah. it didn't work. So, But I the whole next. adding JT Miller to that to, to make the rest of the deal work, I, I fully understand. And I, I think Tampa won the trade, but I don't think New York came away with it terribly like if you look at the collection of draft picks they've got i don't yeah but i don't know they didn't have they did not have no they did not absolutely 
Absolutely they did not. So He's also had their captain, remember? He traded him. Well, whatever with that, but he they traded in a market where Carlson was out there. I mean, Carlson in hindsight's still out there, but like there's more time, there's not a deadline. Who else was out there defense-wise? There there were multiple like good defense. I suppose <laughs> this because the first round pick ain't going to be a high one. I hate. Well, you're right because it's tampers, so you're exactly right. I hate any any player that went over prospect wise. You gave J T. Miller back. Shouldn't that be the kind of guy you? Yeah, keep but not if not rebuild? if your coach is refusing to play. Well, I yeah, get rid of the fucking coach. Totally agree, Vigneault. I, I honestly, he's riding on the sedines as far as I'm concerned. And ask, read anything from a New York Rangers fan. They get so frustrated with his allocation of minutes to particular players. And it would not surprise me at all if you put JT Miller on that Tampa Bay lineup with a coach. It's straight up late stage. Yeah, absolutely. And, and late stage. Sorry, sounds like Alzheimer's. Um, you, you get the, you get the. Yeah, well, you know, but you get there with a guy like JT Miller, and it would not surprise. I don't have no idea how long he's whether he's a UFA at the end of the year, but you get a guy like JT Miller, and it would not surprise me if in this eighteen games plus playoffs he goes through the roof from what he was, and all of a sudden he's worth four million a year to an idiot GM. He might be just worth $4 million a year. He may, he may be, but you're taking a risk on a guy that's not got playing time. And I don't know. He's he he's fine. And let's be honest, Nemestikov, that's, they're not going to... He's got okay yeah, but hasn't numbers. Hasn't he been riding the coattails? But I don't want to say ride the coattails because you can only put up good numbers... Like, you get put in a good situation, you're expected to do good things. And when you do good things, you know, it shouldn't really be held against you. Now, mind you, there is context to it. Like, quality of teammate does matter. But, yeah, he goes to New York. He, Stamkos isn't going to be no, with so him. You gotta, you, so you've got to put line. him. And who's the other one who's on that the other line? Who's the other one on that line? Is it, it's, no, it's no, 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 no. They it? flip him. Just, just put him with Zuccarello and try and get the most out of Vlad. Unless you want to... That's another guy they got to trade if they're going to yeah. go all in on this thing. He's he was actually one of the more... Like, I was thinking maybe Penguins bail on the center thing before Vegas decided to give him a 40% off coupon <laughs> for Ryan Reeves. Yeah, but okay, so, so I, know, I know what uh, you're saying, but right now, New York have got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... Eight picks in the first four rounds. Now, if you're going to get good. there and try to do a quick rebuild, that many picks in the first four rounds is a good way to go about it because as you and I have said it's multiple fine. times, the more chances you've got in the crapshoot, the better off you are. Only if you're drafting high ceiling mm-hmm. players, though. Taking a risk on the Josh Hosangs of the world. 
not doing what the Penguins have been doing lately and drafting low ceiling yeah. so, defensemen. So, so this is this is where because you, you're right to you're right to question Gordon in regards to you know what the hell is he doing, but if he does do the whole, let's just some of it's good, but yeah, some of but it's if like, he gets there oh, and, and takes eight high ceiling guys in those first four rounds, I'm if I was a Rangers fan. I'd be okay. At some point, the Penguins are going to cross this bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, correct. that has yeah, to correct. be correct. So, if he's going to go and do this, he has to. I mean, are you really going to go zero for eight? If you try to go concert, you could. I guess but it if could you go happen. conservative. That's when you go zero for eight. That's that's your point that you make. That's a great point. Is that you can't go zero for eight if you swing for the fences. At some point, you're going to hit on something. But if you get there and 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 try to be conservative. That's when you can go zero for eight because you're not swinging. You could go three for three for eight in your own mind, but it's not really a three for eight. It's you got some fucking yeah, but, depth guy that you could have just yeah. Gotten you free get there in four years time million. and you go yeah we drafted him back in two. Yeah, you pour the resources into fucking, uh, you know, developing a. Yeah. never be anything and, and that's not the point you should always try to draft for a Sidney Crosby or an Eric Car- Eric Carlson was drafted at what <laughs> listen to you you should always hey where was Eric Carlson drafted <laughs> no no I, I know but that's just a funny one because I get, that was a yeah. lottery year sorry the, you're right probably wrong wrong name to use but you get my point Ask Brian Burke how he feels yeah, let's about not that. Do that. I'd rather not get into that. <laughs> Bobby Ryan reference. There, is. there we go. Jeez, I tell you what, you've done well tonight. No, tonight. This morning. We're not going to get into this no, conversation. Whatever. We have a snow day. That's why this is when it's going. I can hear my kids can arguing you? downstairs. This is. Um, I'm sequestered in the bedroom. It's all right. I'm in the podcast room with some scotch, and I'm good. The podcast room. You got a new I podcast have. room. I have indeed. I've got my own little office and it's fantastic. So the only problem is, is just try to coordinate times. Oh, <laughs> but, um, you know, March March 2nd snowstorm really helps. Uh, yeah, it, it did help because I wasn't feeling it tonight. Yeah, we were trying to plan for that. I'm glad. Yeah, that wasn't probably going to work for me either. Yes. We would have done it, but I wasn't feeling it. And you weren't probably going to be feeling it based on what you're doing right now. Waking no, up early. this is very true. And we'll uh, we'll move on from that disgraceful idea because I don't want to think about it tomorrow morning. Yeah, but you can sleep. Uh, well, in. we'll talk to Kylie about that later. Uh. Um, so you put Nash trade. Nash trade, great. Yep. Grabner, good. Second round yeah. for Grabner, good. Uh, the only issue with the Rangers is I don't think they're going to sneak into that top 15-ish. What? To get in? Which is... Well, I guess they could trade up, but um, they're still not... They didn't bottom out standings Yeah, but that's the is, problem you've got. It's the New Jersey point you made earlier on. They've got fucking Henrik Lundqvist. Like, if there's anybody... Yeah. You know what the problem is? The the fucking whole draft system. Well, there's system. the draft system and there's the point system as well. That doesn't help the cause either. Lundqvist will get them into a lot of OT games in the last 18 games of the year. So they'll get a point when they don't want one. 
Stop being such a prideful son of a bitch, King. And this <laughs> this is where I do feel sorry for him. Like he has every right when he go. But even if you want to move Lundquist, that's not easy. <sighs> Eight point yeah. five mil, yeah. man, for a goalie. That's bad business. I realize, and, he's that, and there's a few years left on that deal. I, I fully understand that, but it's three, it maybe. Four. <laughs> Hang on, I've actually got the ranges up. Where it's are in we? That he's still until twenty twenty one. So that's what's that? If you include this year, it's four. It's four years. So three more years after this one, right? So you're on the money, and that takes him through to technically forty. Can you see him? He's 37. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, again, all-time greats, exception to And and that's the thing. But I don't think you're going to get 8.5 of value. I've just realized they're still paying money for Girardi. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, no, I I realized... I re- no, Which it was. was the right it absolutely move, was. But, but it's 2.6 this year, 3.6 next year, 3.6 the year after that. Then it's 1.1 until the contract ends. Fuck, this is, this is why you can't, you can't sign guys on... Um... It's not going to be a problem for him, though, because it doesn't sound like they're going to be a no 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 what i mean is though you can't sign guys based on sentiment if that makes sense it stuffs you up elsewhere well i mean if you're listening to this podcast i assume it makes sense otherwise you have failed (laughs) this is this is true this is very very true there's been some themes with this podcast over the years and if you were maybe not on board with you know, at least some of them, you would have left a bad review on iTunes and bad. See, I forget now. that. I literally use this as therapy, this podcast. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. just get it all out, and I actually have somebody that's smarter than me to come back and tell me what the hell's going on. It's good. It's it's very, very good. Uh, I'm, uh... I'm We're all hitting this, too. And we, we think about hockey the same way. And what's great is that you've played, I haven't. So it gives me context. It's brilliant. I know I we beat up on the ex-players and management roles thing. I, but there is value in playing. I That's would never dismiss that. It's just, um, it's just useless if you don't combine it with the other stuff. Absolutely. In a management yeah, position. Or even in a coaching position. I've gotten way better in in that role in my life uh, because of the advanced statistics and finding out what matters. I do not track my high school team. I do not talk about Corsi with them. I do not do any of that. But what I do is I try to teach them the skills that lead to more controlled exits and entries because I know that matters. And... We're one of the teams that dumps the puck in the least, and I watch better teams, like teams that are way better talent-wise and have better resources because of socioeconomics and whatnot, and they're dumping the fucking puck in all the time, and I'm just like, man, I'm just glad my guys are Listen. willing to try try to do it the right way, at least the right way in my mind. 
and they said it's more fun. Well, they've got the puck on their stick. Why wouldn't it be more fun? I know. They're like, you know, my travel coach tells you to hit the red line. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say anything about hang on, hang on, hang strategy. Roll, 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 roll. Here at this program. Roll it back. What's, who, what's this thing with the travel coach? What's that? Who's a, what's a travel coach? you got to explain okay, this to so, me. Okay. So they have their own private clubs. They play travel hockey. It's like a... Like you grow up, you play hockey. Be- yeah, I know. The, the high thing school. that's hilarious here is that like... You're playing for a Your school. population is so much larger than mine. This is a completely new concept to me in regards to sports. Okay, travel versus house. House program would be you practice once a week, you play a game a week. It's very low key. Not low money even for that. Um, but it's lower key. Travel is I want to make something of this. I want to play. I want to play. Your better players play it. You have to try right. out to make okay. it. Okay. So they have that growing up. And when you get to high school age, usually they'll have what's called a split season and they'll break during the high school season and then they'll go again once you once you guys have finished so so when they play from august to the beginning of november with their travel team you know they they run the systems and stuff that they run on those teams and then we get them in november and that's fine but i said at this program we value the puck we work so hard to get it why are we going to give it away and they're like well yeah that makes sense and dan i'll tell you what we didn't always have the better talent but i love the way that they thought the game and, and attempted to do the things and it bought us a lot more time with the puck than otherwise um would have because we didn't have the depth and our if we played a dump and chase game we would have been way overtired and it wouldn't have been as good of a year. And they had a great year. So can't complain with oh, it's just that that was a long-winded thing to say how I combine analytics with coaching and how playing and using data, but maybe not using data, yeah. data with the kids. Like I'm not thinking, oh, well, he had minus three Corsi that shot. <laughs> I'm going to have a talk with him. <laughs> like. That that is not going through my head, but I know it leads to shot attempt volume, and better offense and more high danger chances, and that's having the puck crossing both of the blue lines. So we worked hard at accomplishing that. It makes it's it's funny when you when you roll it out in a um, a practical sense the way you have just then it, it it makes sense to me. It's why I find it so frustrating when you hear or read so much pushback from and i'm generalizing here so i apologize for that but when you hear so much pushback from generalists and traditionalists on oh you you can't just have your head in spreadsheets and stuff it's like you put your head in the spreadsheet so you can go back to the tape see what's going on and then you convey that to those that need to pass that information on to the players to try and make the players better Anything as a coach, I'm assuming that you can give to the players that would make them a better player, players would be on board with. I... You Correct. change your language. We might them. call it Corsi here, but... You speak yeah. to your target... Absolutely. You don't talk about no. Corsi with players. You talk about how the hell you 
you get to that on your level. No, well, you talk about Corsi so, with Daniel Sprong, yeah. but everyone else you don't bother talking about it with. Well, truth be told, a lot of these players coming up now oh, are very aware of this stuff, and and it's going to it's going to really change. Yeah, substantially. Yep. In the next 10 years or so, where you could probably introduce those concepts a little more directly, but you still no, no, don't no. have to. You can do it in a way where you can do both, and everybody's happy and everybody's on the same page, but no one wants to hear about what nuance. What was that with? What what? Nuance? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that that's, that's your biggest problem. There's everything in the world... Everything in the world at the moment, particularly um, if, if as an external looking at what goes on politically in your country, everything is black and white. And then if I look at it from my country, at the moment, everything is black and white. So try to throw nuance out into a sport. That's almost never going to happen. If you can't get nuance in a country sense, how are you going to get nuance in a sport? You just, you're just not. Everything is... Well, we couldn't even get nuance with drinking fountains I'm for a while. I'm not going to ask. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, they used to have um, segregated drinking uh, fountains in our country. Very, very good stuff. I think oh, okay. 50 Sorry, I thought you were talking that, recently. But, yeah. Yes, I did know about the uh, said drinking fountains. That's scary in itself. And that's from a country that has degraded uh, locals here for two centuries. Um, I don't... Yeah, I just don't understand why they ignore. You combine both. We've said this how many times in this podcast. You get guys that can read the game and understand the game beautifully. You get them to go back to the management and go, hey, this is what I saw. You get the manager to go, beautiful, thank you. You take it all down. You, you then have the numbers guys come to you separately. And then as the management, you put it together and you go, right, this is what we can see. And each step of that ladder needs to understand both sides. You know, for me personally, I would like that. That's the other part, too. The stat guy shouldn't just be total. They should be great at the stat part of it and also should have a base skill. In nah, the, uh, you see, I'm nah well. I see, I'm completely like different it to you on that aspect. Now, I want, nah. I want hybrids. There's no reason you no, can't. No, do you know why I don't want hybrids? None. Because I want the stats guys to... Uh, not the stats guys. I want the scout guys to go out and scout. I want the scouts guys to get there and come back to me and go, okay, these are the guys that I think are great. These are the NHL players that I want you to go and see if you if you want to trade for them. Then what I want is this... Yeah, and then what I want yeah, is the stats guys In to get there and go, right, after the... Well, that can be the process, but I still want them to be skilled. Why? On I want the I want the, the stats guys to be as skilled on stats as possible, just like I want the stats guys. Well, well hang that's on. what yeah, I'm but... saying. Your stats yeah. guy is great at stats, but is also not no. a, a fucking clown. Yeah, you see, that doesn't either. bother me as much. I want somebody that can get, go there and find me some data that somebody else can't. Just like I want my stats guys to be able to sit. You know what? I'm going to get my way in less than oh, 10 you will. years. And when Absolutely. You're right. You will. You will. Right you now, will get the hybrids. They're going to be great at numbers, and they're going to be open to everything. And yep. you, No, no. You're, you're yeah. exactly. It'll happen. And you know what? 
women as well will start to to creep in and that will increase the 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 field of smart oh, people imagine that a woman so. scout come on dude what are you thinking it's gonna happen and the teams that open their door to brighter minds sooner than later are gonna pay dividends and and then stats super bowl yeah, ring I know. with the eagles and that's the thing that i find hilarious so, about this is there are times where we both sort of you know poke each other for stuff and this is this is one of them it's like open the door to as many people as possible to allow them to contribute to what you're trying to do and hockey is such a sausage fest at the moment at the nhl level um yep. throwing the eyes of a different sex onto the sport would be wise just for the fact that it's a different set of eyes you know men think differently to women it's it's pretty simple just get another set of eyes onto everything and just go, yep, cool. We've got two two points of view. We can go from there. It's one of those things where the more data points you can collect, the better things are if you know how to filter the data points. And I suppose the general manager is that filter, I'm assuming, at the crux of all of this. Now in the hierarchy, you got to have a, that presidential delegating factor and... Yeah. So, um, yeah, so this really? is the trade deadline. Right. Okay, so we, yeah, we, right. we left the Madonna um, trade. Right. Okay. And we decided that the Lightning won hands down because the Rangers didn't get enough back. I, I think they could have gotten more in a well, different Carlson market. Well, Carlson screwed that. And they rushed the trade. I'm trying to think there was another defenseman out there that was high end that Green? I, it's escaping me. No, it wasn't quite him. Oh, shit, I can't think of anyone. I don't know. Oh, I know. Matt Howick. <laughs> Sorry. He didn't move Smart. either, so. Um All right, so so there one deal we'll briefly touch on. We talked about it before the podcast. I don't have a lot to add about it, just that well, I'm kind of a hypocrite, I guess. I, I'm about to say, I don't think enough has been made about this deal. And then I'm like, I don't have much to add about which, it. Which one? Which one? Which one? That's the reason for it. Paul, St- Paul Stasny for a first. The Winnipeg has jumped to almost Nashville status. And unfortunately, with the playoff setup, much like Pittsburgh-Washington last year, you're going to have a Winnipeg-Nashville second round, most likely. See... And those two teams the, are very Stassi good. Stasi is probably going to be their second line center, but say he un, say he underperformed, Mm-mm. yeah, three. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 so hang on, are you saying Brian Little's their second line center? Oh, Brian Little's yeah, very see, that's, good. That's where Winnipeg get you, isn't it? Yes, they are doing the Pittsburgh thing. It's not Sid and Gino, but you know what? Uh, Shifley yeah. is the center, right? Little and Stasny. And they have a lot of young, talented wingers and some older guys yeah, like Perot that are pretty it. damn good. And they stopped, and they stopped with the fucking Chris well, Thorburn thing finally. Now, which, is, <laughs> which is where Stasny left. But they, you know, they, they do have this young guy that's, that's um, he might, he's, he's finished, but he's very Ovechkin. It's, it's a good rental. Yeah. Line A. 
and yeah, Elas Ellers is the one is that the they put through some money at. So yeah. It's um, yeah, I know. That's a first like, line. This is anyway. a, this this look. I I have criticized Sheffield Dale for not doing enough at particular times. Oh, he deserved it, but I'll tell you what, that team looks and, really and good. And this is the thing. I, I I'll give him credit here. He threw his money at Statsny because Statsny is literally only on. 3.5 mil this year, right? Well, for Winnipeg, he's a $7 million but player. He's... They had salary retention. Who did they retain? The Blues retained. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. All right, so that explains what... Cause like, I'm literally on cap friendly right now, right? 3.5 is what Stastny is yeah, costing they, they... the Jets right now. Yeah, they they took fifty percent. Wow. So that's why I think it is, it's a, it's, it's a great trade. Because the thing for me is, I I think they realise that the West is so mixed up this year. There's there is no one that is out and out the best team. And you can make the argument that no Nashville is even so is Vegas and now Winnipeg is, and that's your second round. Well, I'll say this and good to bring them up because that's. One of the other guys we want to talk about, Vegas, has good underlying numbers, and I don't think no, they're and a so fraud. that's. I also don't think what, they're going to make a run. going to crap out in the first round. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I'm not saying that he's having a really good year, um, but goaltending in short. Samples, I know. I know. Uh, Let's know, just roll that on. Shit. We've we've discussed that half before, but this fight. But they've yeah, gotten this, better. That's at true. what cost, though. This Winnipeg team looks great. Because they're an expansion team. Expansion team, lightning in a bottle year. And now they're moving quite a bit of futures. And for Thomas Tatar, who's... Oh, let's not get to that. Let's let's go back to that. This, this Winnipeg decision that you were talking about, great decision. Because... Yeah, that's a good trade. And the Blues, Braden Shen was not very happy. I can understand that. that. Um, if you look at, if you look at it though, like Stastny walks, he's 32, right? So say this goes up in flames and they bail out in the first round. This, this actual, this actual Winnipeg roster is still good, even with the happening. So they haven't really. Because they still have Kyle Connor who hasn't hit his stride yet. Yeah. So they're going to be. Winnipeg are going to be fine. Yeah, they are. They're they're loaded. It's a great buy. I love it. I love that trade. And you have to wonder, like, looking around and some of the centers that were moved. And it is. the Stasny it, trade is one it, of the it, better it, ones. It really is. I, I give them credit where credit's due there. So we got to do the Tatar thing. And okay, so how how many picks do you give up for a player? He did a first, second, and a third. And let me tell you, this is more of a big picture conversation because the contract's not going to hurt Vegas. Obviously, I'm not worried about the contract. It's the fact that they first, second, and a third for. 
And I know, I don't know that it's this year, oh, next year, and yeah. then twenty twenty one for a third. But still, that's a lot of. It's a lot of futures for a team that have no futures. Uh, high end futures. They still got a boatload of picks what? from the expansion draft, but none of What's them. What's your feeling on Tatar uh, as a player? I didn't think of him as a three. He's fine player. No, no, they overpaid. That's the general. I haven't heard anybody try to convince me otherwise, online or wherever. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this it, it makes me laugh. Why is it okay to trade a first, a second, and a third for Thomas Tatar, but it's not okay to offer sheet Nikita Kucherov over the offseason at $7.8 million for a first, a second, and a third-round pick? Yeah. There are some things Guess what that, that does. Listen, who are, we, who are we talking about dusting everybody in the East? Tampa, yeah, right? True. Kucherov is playing for them the next three years at under five million. Do you know want to know why? Because no one had the fucking balls to throw seven point eight million per year at Nikita Kucherov, and at the very least, fuck Tampa Bay's chances over. How in the world somebody doesn't fucking throw a first, second, and a third round pick offer sheet for the very least of making life more difficult, so Tampa doesn't run roughshod over the but whole entire league? But that's the problem league. with this league. It's conservative. They don't want what you've just explained to happen to them when they end up in that situation. Well, sign your guy before it gets to that point. That. I just realized that Thomas Tatar... And who gives a shit if they do anyways? You just keep fucking savaging other teams yep. with RFA offers you know, then. Good player One of movement. the things sign that NBA players. fans love about the NBA is that players move left, right, and center. You look at what Cleveland did. They traded half their roster away, right? Because they've got the best. What it's was that? To trade half when your roster's like yeah, seven or eight. But yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, they've got LeBron James. He's the best player in the game. So you just go, well, the combination we've got here is not working. Let's just totally reshape the roster. Absolutely, it's a different sport. Absolutely, in hockey will never be that. But yes, hockey doesn't but the have general to be manage, this. The point that I'm trying to make is the general managers in this sport that you and I love are so fucking conservative, it's ridiculous. But it comes from... Really? Really think about that, though. Thomas Tatar or guys well, it's like... An easy, it's, it's an easy coin flip. You, you, I know, it's ridiculous. It's fucking mind-blowing. How does Vegas not make that Did they exist sheet? when they could have laid it out? Yeah, they were making mm. moves in, like, May. Remember they signed that one dude who probably oh, never played a game right. for him. He's the yeah. first Golden Knight. But you realize that Thomas Tatar is their highest played player right now at 5.3? It's... Kucherov's the obvious well, example it sticks out like because nobody having the balls to offer him has opened the door. Like, Eric Carlson, the Tampa Bay conversation, does not exist sure. if that offer sheet comes out. So it's it's absolutely absurd, and it's um, you know it's difficult to comprehend why that hasn't been weaponized yet. Sorry, what did you just opinion. say then? 
it's no, it's, it's difficult not, to comprehend no, no, why that tactic hasn't been weaponized. This league is so conservative; they don't want what you've just explained to happen to them. There's there is collusion involved in the thirty-one teams. They're all all the general managers are all a tight knit little unit. They all know each other. They all know each other well. They have to because they've got to try and make trades to either save their job or, or, or make something happen to you know to make their team better so they all look out for each other there is no way in hell like who who was it that's that um philly philly did the weber thing right that's the last time we've seen an offer sheet thrown it has hasn't been mm-hmm. hasn't been done a, since, a right? legit one and Ryan Kessler yeah. was one from way back when. I think the Flyers oh, think did that so. one as well, did they not? They're, they're the only franchise. And, and <laughs> no. Ed Snyder and, didn't and, give a and, fuck. Yeah, and <laughs> I'll give him there's that. your problem. He's unfortunately not there to, to continue to do that. Like, it, it really needs, it yeah. really needs a yeah. couple of owners, actually it probably needs five or six owners, to not give a fuck and just throw it out there and do exactly what you just said. And tell the general managers, we talked about meddling owners, but this would be a good meddling. Hey, this is a tactic. Well, it, we need to use it. Um, Buffalo should be thinking about using it. And um, you talked about the old boys club. You, you can't help but think that getting Mark andre Fleury and a second-round pick from Pittsburgh uh, was part of this 40%. Which off. is a load of bullshit. Absolutely. Like, there is... There is no yeah, reason well, I agree. why George McPhee should be doing Jim Rutherford a favor at all. You wanted to give me those assets earlier in the year? Perfectly fine. Fuck you at the goddamn trade deadline. You've put yourself in this cap hell. But I can't dismiss the logic behind that, though. What do you, you mean? Know? It, none of it makes sense other than he then he's a real idiot for thinking Ryan Reeves is so necessary. By the way, I think he costs them two games already. <laughs> Alright, so so that's that's the thing. It literally was a favor to Pittsburgh. And and right there is an issue that the they won't try to look at this. But that's your problem. All the general managers are in each other's pockets. They they're too close. They're too good of friends. There's not enough cutthroatness about them. Yeah, it should and be. And it's business. No. It doesn't and, have and to be pro- personal. The... How business. the hell it's always the fuck business. does goddamn... Who's the goddamn general manager of the Predators? Poyle. He... Didn't Poyle. he just get the most games won ever by a general manager? Yeah, he was. He, he was. was. Young 30s how many? He took over how many Stanley Cups has he won in amongst 80s. that? Um, he's got zero. And so my argument, my argument right, here is that he's of, won a fuckload it's of not games. Not a good thing, but and has got nothing back for it. Yes, he's he's run an expansion team, so I will give him. It's it's a it's a stupid. No, um, no, it is. Oh, no, 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 I get that. So. But, the, the, the championship thing doesn't always work out. But he's been out, in the league but, for how long? So how um, many favors has he garnered? Like, this this sport isn't yeah, cutthroat well, enough for its own good. Wow. Well, yeah, Shea Weber hey, for PK. How well has he done there? He, 
No, I don't he think that was a favourite. He, he owes the gods stupidity, but. for that one. But this 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 league um, frustrates me because well, you look at the way they negotiated the goddamn NBC deal. Oh yeah, ten years, whatever. This has there. There's so much. Please like my sport about the way this league is run, from Bettman down. That when you get to the general managers, none of them have that cup. It, it will just take yeah. one maverick, and I'm putting air quotes when I say that, to get there and start throwing around these offer sheets, like you said, Ryan, and all of a sudden the league will change. You know, Edmonton should, yeah. Or, or, or you just scrap offer sheets and go. Well, that's not going to happen. There's no way. Baby steps. Okay. Have we got sidetracked? Um, briefly on Buffalo. <laughs> I think, yeah, briefly on Buffalo. Badrill got, um, that's a tough hand. And other teams know well, his none. leverage. And I think his main trading piece had some baggage with him. And other teams didn't want to necessarily pony up. Or maybe there were other players on the market that made more sense. Than hey, to I heard, um, I heard go that. the Evander Kane. Route. I heard that in the background. So when what's up, yeah. kids? <laughs> hey, it's not it's not me with the chainsaws, and it's not me with the with, with the cockatoos. All right, it's not me for a change. <laughs> yeah, they're deteriorating. <laughs> <laughs> we may or may not get to. Oh the shit! Today. Okay, um, but yeah, he's. It was an unfortunate trade deadline for the Sabres, I think. Not getting anything for Laner, not getting anything for Pouliot, not getting a first-rounder for uh, Evander Kane, and let's be honest, he did not get a first-rounder because the stipulations there are San Jose makes the finals. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> or Kane resigns, and I think um, Doug Wilson already said it's a rental. Can I ask so. a quick question? Because it's come up in a few of the podcasts I've listened you know. to. Should they have given Jack Eichel yeah. 10 mil? Should they Should, should they, they have, have just given him 10 mil? What's okay, the choice? so say they don't give him 10 mil and they give him 7.5 or 8 or whatever the hell. What's Crosby on? I don't you reckon think he's he just So you reckon they had no choice, even though he's an RFA? I reckon. I reckon when okay. you're that good, yeah. you can force I, trades. I asked that question because I've listened to some podcasts and you I, think think of the leverage know, though, gonna, that Michael has. He's got a stack over, over Buffalo. Usually, usually RFAs don't have it, but in his situation, he they tanked for him. I mean, they tanked for McDavid, but they they tanked hard because they knew yeah. he was there worst he case scenario, and, and it's still really good. You can't go all in on a on a tank job that you haven't recovered from, and then the only bright spot from it is you're not willing. You were willing to go all in to fuck the whole organization okay, up, so but my, not to my pay. My only argument here is, and I'll admit this, Elliot Friedman brought this to my attention. All right, he has to play up at 21. Well, 22. He has to play up to 10 million a year henceforth. Right. So you're getting. You're getting no... Like, you look at the Crosby and the Malcolm contracts, right? You're getting value every year on those. 
different you know, kind no, of I, a different I, time. I'm not arguing that the. It's percentage of cap hit that I think is the right. more appropriate thing. And it's going up to 80. So it's not as bad year, so as my I brain don't... is thinking right now. And if you go the percentage of, you're exactly right. And, and quite Ooh. frankly, he was playing great this year. Yeah, 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 he was. On a really the, my, bad team. My argument isn't against his play on the ice. It's more a matter of financial value for the ability of Buffalo to be able to bring something back in. And they're already handcuffed in the sense that, as far as the league's concerned, they've got a bad work environment in there at the moment. And players have got a little bit of a stench about them. So you're not going to get as much for a trade as you would like. Yeah, I... No. You, for, you're going to get eight years of him, and it's going to be the right eight. Well, you're exactly right. He'll go through until he's 29. And, yeah, it's you're correct. It's the right side of the curve. You're exactly right. No, I don't even no, no, understand. That's fine. That. I, I was that. That's why I asked the question. That was why the question was posed. Okay. Should we what, the main topic of conversation? To... Well, the main topic was the trade deadline and other such items, but um, Pittsburgh. So their big thing was. Um, Broussard, and we already touched on uh, that trade. We didn't. It the last time we recorded, it was broken up because the trade had been denied, but we knew it was kind of still going to go through. What we didn't know is Ryan Reeves was going to go, but we've already touched on that. So, uh, great trade. Um, team results haven't been great since the trade at all, but that would be foolish to. Um, you know, kind of put values on that trade because of two games. I think the bigger news from that day was the Hornquist extension. $5.3 million for each of the next five seasons starting next October. So, we've never been shy about pointing out uh, the deficiencies in his game. I do think there are some pros in the logic side to giving this contract, even though I, I do think it's uh, risky. So what are, what were your original thoughts? Mine were negative, And then I tried to really put some biases aside and cause I don't stylistically, a lot of people like that style. I don't No, I just, like I, I want to be entertained I, and I'm not by it. So that's a personal bias that I have to get stuff. over. Okay. Are there any pros to um, it for you? If he performs at his optimal level, they've got another three years of a crack at the cup with him in there. But I have a feeling that the end of next year, they're going to go, shit, we've got a four-year contract we want to try and offload. One of the things that, that you and I have, have both been really pro on is Pittsburgh's ability to offload a contract, Benino, when you know you're going to have to overpay for it and you can't see that player producing to the minimum that you would expect of the dollar value you're going to give. I can't see Hornquist, who is 
and this is uh, oversimplification. Um, I can't see Hornquist providing the same value he does right now, which, and you've proved this in a few of the, the pieces you've written, his points per 60 at 5 on 5 is 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 low. You can try and replace that with guys like Zach Aston Reese or Gensel on the power play, who is a brilliant tipper and a really good net front presence. He just doesn't get there and do it with the same physical vigor that Hornquist does. And I suppose for me, that's what frustrates me. You can get the same results doing things differently rather than having a guy that is just bash and crash. And, and a bash and crash guy does not last until, I think, what's his contract ended? 35? You and I saw this coming at the start of the year. We were hoping they weren't going to do it. They did it. I think this is going to shorten their window. Maybe you don't, but that's exactly what I think. Originally, yes. You see it, and you know aging stuff. You know his style of play. And quite frankly, if you're being honest, mm-hmm. he's been a power play specialist. That's it, though. A few of the... A few of the guys have His been his points a power per sixty all year. Yes, if you look at his points per sixty, it's lower than the guy we've been making fun of today. <laughs> it's lower than Ryan Reeves. So, like, come on, you can't ignore that because he plays with Sid and Gino. Yeah, it's not a quality of teammate issue. So. Possession-wise and all those numbers, and you want to talk about individual expected goals for, which somehow he's always that's, better than that's Sid the math. Gino at, That's which... not him. There's there's a math issue there, and that needs to be sorted out. And this is where... And I hate saying that because that's the whole point of using numbers is to separate the stuff. But when, I think when you're mashing together these formulas, there are yeah, but that's why, that's that slip the... through okay, the cracks. Okay, so this, this is a legitimate put... conversation that needs to be had across the board those expected goals numbers are all just formulas right so it comes down to like you look like manny will have a formula and 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 dom decision will have a formula like everyone will have a slightly different formula to their expected goals right and we're not privy to the way they've calculated that out uh i think i don't i wouldn't say that um I no, no, they, they, they do, but the, do you know how that's... How they make that's, the sausage. Did you understand how that's done? No. Well, no, that's not within my skill that's, set, which that, is why I usually hesitate to have a lot of criticism for it, but at the same time, I have um, Ryan Stimson's uh, transitional data. I have all the classic data that I fully understand. I have my eyes, which we talked about before. And people say you shouldn't just use stats or just eyes. And in this, I'm not. When I watch this and then I look at the information on transition where he doesn't contribute, like, at all. And he has a 1.18 points per 60 at even strength. And his shooting percentage at even strength has not fallen off a table. In fact, it's been pretty similar the last three years you have to ask yourself how the fuck does somebody have yeah. better expected no, goals it, than Sid and Gino it, it's look we're kind we're kind Sid and Gino we're he's a hard candidate for crying out loud as Penguins fans 
you know, you've, you're watching two of the best five players of the last generation, right? So when you have a player on the team that you watch, you know, day in, day out, and his expected goals is higher than those two guys, you know there's something a little off, right? Like, we're, we're kind of lucky like that. We're not, we're not another team... It's, no, no, it's no. always that, better. No, no, but though. that's it's my point. always better. Those expected goals numbers need to be reevaluated. They need to be looked at. They need to have their percentages tweaked. They need to just Yes, be a, they do. They don't need to be tweaked or reevaluated. They just need to be a part of the No, they no, don't because it is not. telling they're you like... something. It just needs to be part of the conversation, no, not the point. conversation. It's like the the thing with Hornquist that makes him great. I'm but not you're not going to get a war a, stat. I'm not asking for. It's not, I'm not asking not for a happen. war stat. What I'm asking for is that: Are you really telling me that you expect more goals out of Hornquist than Malkin? That's what the stat says. The stat says expected goals, right? So if the expected goals is more for Hornquist than Malkin, something's wrong. That's my point. So if you're going to take the stat on a literal sense, which is expected goals, you can't expect Hornquist to have more expected goals, particularly considering the way he plays, the fact he can't carry the puck in on his own, he relies on his teammates to get his volume of shots. How has he got... I think that's so, where so the So the equation um, needs to be modified. Is, is weighted? Well, it doesn't need to be modified. It... it it probably works as a whole just fine. You just need to know why a player would. So that's the a five point three million dollar so slip through the cracks for the next five years. Potentially, no, but I don't. Ignore. Think no, no, no. I, I know you keep, you're telling me that there's a bailout. That doesn't excuse the signing of the contract. Yes. That. No. It can. It can because here's the deal with it, and I'm I'm not thrilled with the contract, but you have an expansion <laughs> team and a lockout. If yeah, you're right. Fan, no, no, you are right. You're gonna have. Yep. It's not a five. This is this is as close <laughs> to an NFL contract as you're gonna get. It's like when guys sign five years and a hundred million, it really means two <laughs> years at like thirty-five. Oh God, or poor NFL player. Yeah, no. You know what I mean. They have these bailout points built in. And, you know, if they're taking advantage of that, I give them full credit. Here's my issue with the deal. People are assuming the next two years are going to be very good. Oh, I already And do. I yep. have questions about that because he's fucking at 1.18 points per 60 at even strength with the quality of teammate with some heart candidate. Sid's not, but Gina <laughs> is. And Sid's still Sid, by the way. Yeah, no, no. You know what I mean? And it's not shooting percentage related at even strength. It is not. He's at he was at like six percentish, which you know, given where he shoots from isn't great. So this, this is this is the problem. Because <laughs> I do think the high danger shot attempts is what plays in it plays into that Correct. individualized but expected that's, goal. That's right? kind of that my point. Of Those this is the thing that stats at the moment can't decipher from. You have Hornquist take Three whacks at a puck that's on a goalkeeper's pads, that's three shots at a high danger zone. What's the likelihood of that puck going in? 
How many whacks in different games is he going to have where he gets three shots before a puck 6%. magically slides under? <laughs> six, 6%. You, but know. that's my point. He's expected goals. And I'm not criticizing no, him for he, mashing that, away. That's his job. That's not the issue. Here. Correct. You should mash that, away. That's uh, what he this, does. This, it's just putting correct. context to I'm not, some of the this numbers. This is the thing. Like, Hornquist is brilliant at his job. The problem I have is that it's not worth the value the Penguins are going to pay for it for the next five years. I am praying that you are right in that the it's, lockout slash... It's not going okay, to be five so years. This is, this not is going to be five make. I'm praying you're right. They're on a three-year window, and they're hoping for three years he, he does what he's done for most of his career with Pittsburgh, which has been it has. a positive. Absolutely it's it always has. been a good trade. And he bought it. He's always I, been look, good value. I, I will not argue this. He bought a different dynamic to a skilled team that obviously the team needed because James Neal is a quality hockey player as much as he's a dirty motherfucker. Um, you know, Hornquist just elbowed someone in the head it's against a, it's Boston. It's a Boston so. thing, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little he, gremlin he, too. He's well. He's just a more likable human being. He's a different style of player to Neil. In that, yeah. Obviously, that's and that's been well documented Correct. since the and, goddamn thing was made. Hey, look. So, I'm frustrated just, by the contract because I think they could have walked away from it, found someone cheaper either internally or externally, but they've chosen to go ahead with it and you're right they have bailouts because he's got a modified ntc in 21 22 22 23 no and that so, doesn't mean shit you know, you're right he needs Correct. a no movement clause and he doesn't have it furthermore seattle here's the second round pick take patrick hornquist okay he's a guy that has three stanley cups and and what if Ken Holland's the GM? Oh, I get Thomas Holmstrom oh, again. Please. Cool. All right. Now, <laughs> now see, this is, this, see, there are going to be the, bailouts. This point, you, look, we didn't even so, discuss this prior to the but, podcast, but you're exactly right. The NHL need to have a very big influence on who becomes the next general manager of that club. Well, the first general manager of that club. They're not because for six hundred and fifty million, yeah, they're going to be able very to good do whatever point, the hell they want. <laughs> I didn't think of that part, but you're right. Hey, I paid six hundred and fifty million. Why don't you shut the fuck up and let me fire yeah, Ken Holland? Okay. Stu- <sighs> I'm not saying Ken Holland is a shoe in for the job, but I, if we're going to talk about hypotheticals, I do think the Thomas Holmstrom Ken Holland thing bailout option is on that table until <laughs> hey, it's not. I'm telling you right now. I know you're saying that is sort of like tongue-in-cheek a little bit, but I'm not going to argue that at all. No way. But here's the thing, and I think a lot of Penguins' discussion this year has been difficult because of the PDO stuff, but I think player reputation and um, and bias leaks in at times because yep. Hornquist has been very good on the power play and they have one of the best power plays and that's very good. But people talking about healthy scratching Connor Sheary left and right, who, by the way, 
is underachieving this year to the new contract he's Why, had. How much? How I much don't is think he he's having a good year. Why? Well, I, I think it's like a Chris Letang discussion, not talent-wise or money-wise. When Connor Sherry flubs something, it's very it. obvious. You remember, you remember that. What you don't remember are the puck races that are won and, and other things. And those have gone down as well. So I fully understand that. He is not playing at the level even close that he was last year that earned him the contract. He needs to play better. That is different from saying he needs to be scratched or he's a bum, he needs to be traded. When his points per 60 with um, and his contribution contributions to transition are better than the guy that everybody That's adores. That's the problem you've got. He does, he does not have power play time to make up for it, nor should he because he's not. No, but That's, the problem you've got is that he's just... But you need this context. Is the, uh, I mean, come you on. Need to have both together, and you discussed that earlier. That's so people are like, oh, the, you know, morons on Twitter. The numbers are stupid. Yes, so I you know, would. No. over Hornquist. No, 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 no. This is what I am saying. I'm saying he's playing better at five v five. Yeah, but the thing year, is, though, and he is. You, and this is what shits me about this fucking sport. You don't get enough power plays in the playoffs. They put the whistles away. This is this is a well, sad detriment to, to this fucking league. And this team right now is not getting any power plays. It's like. And you know what? I was talking with Matt Geica about this a little bit on Twitter, and none of us can prove it. Although I think probably you could do a study on it, maybe a hockey perspective style <laughs> kind of article. But I don't have time to do such a thing. Pittsburgh yep. has, it was red hot on the power play, and all of a sudden their power yep. play opportunities totally dry up as they're red hot because because subconsciously the refs don't want to decide the game, and yeah, they think a, giving the Penguins the power play decides the game. Well, not giving yeah. not giving them it's, power it, plays decides the game too, that's fellas. That's the thing that drives me nuts. A penalty is a, a penalty. You know what I mean? I wonder if they were. I wonder if they were in a one for thirty-five yeah. stretch. Penalty, how many power plays they earn on the same exact plays? And and it's always been that way. It's like a free kick. Oh, sorry to bring it back to Australian rules footy, but a free kick is a free kick is a free kick. And as a guy that used to play as a defenseman, um, to try and give context in this sport, you hated it, but all you asked for was consistency. So I don't care if. They stop calling things on the teams playing against Pittsburgh. But as long as every game Pittsburgh plays in, the penalties are down, that kind of makes sense. But it would push weight to what you were saying. They decided to stop calling penalties because Pittsburgh's power play was so so good and they didn't... No, no, no. The hypothesis... That's a, that's a hypothesis. To be honest, the last 10 games I've watched... I'm not going to argue that hypothesis. You know, I remember watching, oh, I can't remember what game it was, Kessel literally lost the puck at the top of the zone because he got slashed on the hands. No, 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 no. No, it wasn't last, last night. He was at the top of the zone. Oh, no. I can't remember who it was against. And he lost the puck. Like, you could see it. 
the slash was it wasn't even on the stick, which I'm fine with. If, if you're gonna go from from high to low on the stick and knock the puck away, good luck to you. Just pray that the stick doesn't snap because you know that's an automatic two minutes. But if you're gonna if you're gonna go high to low and hit someone on the hands, which this I can't remember who it was, did it, and Kessel, it was and Kessel, and this was on the power play, so so Kessel, so Kessel lost oh, the course, puck, so they had to retreat told. the zone to come back. It's like, well, what the fuck? Give give it, yes. I know, it, but that's. Correct. Gosh, we're just looking That's for all the first I ever, penalty call. Oh, like I, Don't I even will, expect the second one. I will make comments. Yeah, I know. I will it's make comments on Twitter very often about the fact that you know a Pittsburgh player just made a penalty and they didn't call it, and then they they then Pittsburgh will, will do a penalty that they should get called for, but they don't. And it's like the two wrongs don't make a right. If Pittsburgh fucked up earlier. Call the penalty. No, they deserve the penalty. The they should get punished for it. But no. This, this, the NBA is great because they put the fucking refs in front of the camera, make them own up to this, up to the situation. We know the NHL won't do that. I'm not even going mm-hmm. to. It, that won't happen until I die. Okay. I'm well aware of that. But this sport needs to get into the new generation. So what you're saying is we sacrifice you to just get don't tell my wife, all right? Uh, okay. 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 Um, yeah. Well, you know this we this this horse is is powder at this point. How how did we? We have beat I apologize. This, the flesh is gone. The bones are powder. How did I drag us to this point? I apologize for that. Sorry, guys. Connor Sheary, I believe. He. <laughs> He, you, you're right. He gets unfairly so, maligned. I agree. No, there's there's a level of malignment. Is that, I don't know if that's a word. Um, that's appropriate in this conversation because his points per sixty is a fourth line I, level too. He's not right. like one point. And who has a skill level to play above that level? Him or Kadarani? Well, Hornquist in his own way can, but he's not. But he doesn't get no, criticized. No, because he gets to the dirty areas, and that's fine. But he he needs tangible offense to justify yeah. a five point three million dollar contract, and not on the power play either. You yes, do not you pay do. five point three million for a power play specialist. <laughs> sorry, no. I'm sorry, but they do. He needs. Because cause there aren't other things in his game that make up for it. The guys on his line have to work really hard to transition the puck with control. Because not just this year, but any year you go back, he does not contribute in that area. And it can work, and it has worked, when the points per 60 is in that 1.8 area where it's always been in Pittsburgh, or even a little bit higher at times, depending on the stretch of play you're talking about. 1.18 is not going to work. The extension hasn't kicked in yet. I am not going to um, discredit or say that he can't bounce back and, and get it to that. 
but it is a, a little bit of a yellow flag, maybe even an orangish flag, not quite red maybe yet. But if he backs up year one of that extension with something in that neighborhood, you got a problem. And that assumption that the first two years are, are what you're paying for, you might not even get that. And I don't think anybody's willing no, no, we to are right now. I want have to that walk. discussion right now. I'm going to stand by that. That said, I'm also... But he, but he needs to perform five, the two years that... At five on five. Before the bailout options this is, happen. This is your problem. At he five hasn't. on five. And... And I, the other thing that drives me crazy is that somehow Patrick Hornquist drives the Penguins' power play success. He does not. He is a... He is a, a pro at times on that power play and does things that work on that power play. But to throw out stats to well, the Penguins without Patrick Horn, that's not how this works. The, the, the asinine idea that it's not Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, Latang, or Schultz that are driving yeah, but the power play. That's I mean, just I don't the argument from those that don't like to think that skill wins. Gensel's points per 60 yeah. on the power play but is Gensel does same. it yeah but he does it about the same six feet further away from the net excuse me you do realise that right Gensel does oh good grief I've got the hiccups good grief sorry guys um, he does it from further away from the net you realise that right he does. Excuse me. Oh, not all the 90% time. Ninety percent of the time he does. It's different stylistically. Yeah, but who cares about stylistically? As long as long as he gets the same results. But, anyways, I'm not against. No, no, no. Five on five. On the that's the play. argument. The argument is, what can he do five on five? And right now, it's not great. Hmm. Can, it no, can get better. Could, it could get and better. hopefully does. I'm raising the discussion that it, and you know, he, he can't blame quality a teammate for crying. No, out well, he hasn't played on the bottom. His entire Penguins career has been one, with two of the best. No, no, no. He's only 101. Ever. You realize that, right? Yeah, well, whatever. Oh, good grief. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I have. I've got them bad, and I thought right. I'd get rid of them, you got but I hiccups. haven't. Mike. Going crazy? My kids are... All right, well, sorry, guys. We're going to have to wrap this up. I've got hiccups. He's got children. Um, hopefully, uh, last but not least, hopefully Matt Murray's uh, concussion is not long-term because, um, you know, the Boston game last night wasn't great. I think... Tristan Jari was 783, and DeSmith was that said, though, 400 for a save percentage. So, not a great night. Don't want to overreact to a one-off game. Um, well, it's a three-game losing streak, but let's be honest. Let's not psychoanalyze a blowout loss, because at some point, players stop yeah. giving a shit <laughs> on both teams. And the result's the result, and everybody's no. just... Uh, going through the motions or, or trying to, to get some uh, no, 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 revenge no. physically. Give us a week. Whatever. We'll get back to that. Absolutely. So we'll, yeah, 
we'll definitely start talking about uh, how they look heading into potentially the playoffs. Because if the losing streak, continues, there is a window to miss. Division's still pretty tight, so. And I and I, and I don't look like a complete moron. Very small, but it. Um... All right, we're gonna go because I keep hiccuping something chronic. All right, patreon.com slash hockey hurts, uh, iTunes, rate us, at Gunnerstall, at Walshy66, at Walshy underscore hurts, and like us on Facebook. So, I, I don't even know how long this was, Bye. but I feel like it was long. <laughs> Bye, see ya, thank you.